everyone. Welcome to another edition of Robinson Rolf's podcast, uh, which we call Having a Natter. And in this week's case, we're going to be discussing the discussing. discussing. We are going to be discussing. We are going to be we are going to be both discussing and discussing um, the case of Rawal v Royal Mail Group Limited. Um, so. That's that's what's happening. It's um it's David Silito. Hello. And Samuel, call me Sam Higgins. Greetings. So this case is the basically the postman that had a wee, isn't it? In a nutshell, yeah. He had a wee yeah, in, a, wee in, a, in nutshell. a nutshell. We're gonna have to have another series of this. <laughs> How big was the nutshell? Are you sure it was a nutshell like a coconut shell? Well, I'm not sure we really want to explore how big the nutshell might have been. And did he? That. Just, I'm not clear, Sam. Did he bring the coconut shell with him, or was it just by the side of the road? Well, it depends where the road was. And had he blocked up those? You know, they normally have sort of three holes in yeah. at the top, don't they? Coconut shells. So had he blocked those up with perhaps blue tack or some absorbent material. Yeah, I'm guessing in the time between being that desperate to. Um, need to use the shell for that purpose. I, I don't think it probably had the time to do that. I think this is this is undermining. I mean, I'm disappointed the tribunal didn't explore these issues because it seems to me it's undermining his uh, his justification for his actions that he was caught short, as it were. Why was he carrying the coconut shell around in the first place? That's what I want to know. Did the tribunal deal with that issue, Sam? Well, maybe he was maybe he was delivering it, given who he worked for. I'm sorry, Sam, but if he was carrying around with them. Why wouldn't he had time to put the blue tack on because it was a pre-prepared? Postmen are busy. They put whatever they need to do in the bag and they get on with delivering it. They ain't got time to be blue well, tacking. You, no, but you look, Sam, I'm sorry. Didn't. With the greatest respect, Sam, if you're telling us that this postman has pre-prepared a coconut so he can weigh in it... Did I tell you that? Did I tell you that? Yeah, <laughs> well, you, you, did, did. you didn't. You haven't told us anything so far, Sam. Yeah, well, one thing I remember you saying just then was that he was possibly delivering it. Now... Again, did the tribunal explore the issue as to why he'd um, opened a package that he was supposed to be delivering? Or did, was he delivering a coconut full of weed to somebody as some kind of weird present? Sam, can you answer any of these entirely legitimate questions? <laughs> I picked the wrong time to just start drinking my cup of tea that I've just made myself. We're you two talking about this. Anyway, I, I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe we'll find out as we, uh, as we go through the case. Uh, would, you like okay. to, would you like me to start that process off? Please. Okay. I'm disappointed you haven't already. What, what, what yeah. It really has taken ages to get going today. Yeah, it's a mystery as to why that keeps happening. It really is. <laughs> so, um, so as has been uh, briefly introduced, uh, this is the case of Rawal and Royal Mail Group Limited. So the claimant was a postman who had worked for his town's uh, post depot for 17 years. He'd also, in that time, been a health and safety officer for the CWU. I'm just going to stop you there, Sam. Um, Ju- Juliet's wandered in. Oh, hello. Hello. Sam, <laughs> Sam's just telling us a story. I think that he wants to be a postman that delivers coconuts full of wee. I think that's what he's talking about, isn't it, Dave? Okay. Yeah, it was very odd. One question, how does the wee get in the coconuts? I, do, I really don't know. I, do, okay. I, I have no idea. That's a good point. But Dave's question was, how did they stop a wee coming out? Because there's holes in coconuts. Sam, I'll be honest, didn't have a clue. Yeah, but coconuts yeah. have water inside them, don't they? Yeah, but when you've opened them, often they'll have holes in, won't they? Mm. 
Will they? I, I, it's signed Bradley said. I, I, I say now. I mean, I'm not a coconut expert, but I seem to remember seeing a coconut with some holes in once. But the then you, you have to get, you have to crack the coconut, don't you? You get like the outside bit off. Yeah. And then there's the roundy bit with the milky stuff. I mean, I base a lot of my coconut knowledge on two films, Castaway and Moana. Well, I, I um, have eaten quite a few coconuts in my time. There was one time where I went to a <laughs> desert island, genuinely, in Fiji, when I was travelling, um, on my gap yard. Mm-hmm. And uh, we bought a load of, you had to take your own food, so we bought a load of food and left it in a bag on the boat. <laughs> so I had like a loaf of bread to survive about five days. So just had to eat coke, uh, bread and some beans, baked beans. It sounds like Tom Hanks were in a better situation in Castaway than what you were, to be quite honest. <laughs> I'm, not sure, I'm not sure, Sam, that the film Castaway would have been such a roaring success. Central plot was that David bought himself some sandwiches but had left them on a boat. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can imagine the despair. Yeah. No. I mean, what, an, what a start to the film. How is he going to survive? Oh, he's lost his bloody tuna sandwich. But, oh. And then the next, the next hour and a half of the trying to figure out if there was holes in coconuts. And <laughs> opening up coconuts and they're all, they're all just got we inside. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking, if only I was a postman, I could deliver <laughs> these. All right, so that was Juliet. She says hello to, to whoever is listening to this. I'm not being funny, Sam. This is taking ages. Can you get on with it? So I'll just do a brief recap. Clayman, postman. Worked for 17 years. Was also a health and safety officer. And so in 2017, September 2017, the claimant's bosses received an email uh, complaint from a member of the public to say that they were completely shocked to have seen a postman urinating on the side of the road in the uh, in the town in question. So claimant's boss or the claimant's bosses confronted the claimant about this incident. Now, at first, the claimant said he couldn't remember it. Uh, but then he later admitted that he'd got so desperate to um, to pee uh, that he couldn't wait until he got to a nearby supermarket in order to use their uh, their facilities. So then later on, the claimant was eventually sacked uh, later in that year for gross misconduct. And as a result, the claimant then brought claims uh, against the respondent for race discrimination, automatic unfair dismissal and ordinary unfair dismissal. So there were numerous um, postmen which were called to give evidence in the tribunal in support of the claimant. Now, uh, there were three um, postmen in particular uh, that gave some um, some points in favour of the claimant. There was one postman who told the tribunal that due to the nature of the job and the lack of facilities, there are instances where postmen who are desperately bursting to go to the toilet have no option but to urinate on duty. Another postman told the tribunal that he'd been caught urinating by a customer previously, but that he hadn't been disciplined. And another postman uh, told the tribunal that it was, in his words, common knowledge at the depot in question that several postmen had been caught relieving themselves in public, but hadn't been fired as a consequence. So eventually, uh, in, uh, you know, in determining um, in determining the outcome, the tribunal, in their words, said that the claimant has shown on the balance of probabilities that a significant number of his colleagues who were not office based have at one point or another within long careers have been caught short and urinated in a public place. 
So the tribunal also said that as there was no evidence of any postmen uh, that had been caught urinating being disciplined, that the respondent must rank the offence at the less serious end of the misconduct scale. So in conclusion, the tribunal actually found that the real reason for the claimant's dismissal was in fact his poor relationship with his manager. Now, this had apparently been caused by disputes that the pair had had uh, when the claimant was in his role as the health and safety representative for the CWU. Was he not dismissed for an automatically unfair rating for his trade union activities? That's right, yes. So... um, so as well as as well as that for his uh, for his trade union activities, uh, the claimant was um, he was unsuccessful in his claim for race discrimination. Uh, but the tribunal did obviously find that he'd been unfairly dismissed, and he was awarded a total of thirty seven thousand seven hundred and twenty pounds and ninety eight pence. So I think in short, the lesson of that case is that it's important for employers to be consistent in how they deal with their employees when it comes to allegations that have been brought against them. Interesting point about the automatic unfair dismissal reason, which interestingly in the judgment, my eye of pedantry obliges me, compels me to point out that the tribunal has used the wrong spelling for principle um, when setting out that the principal reason for his dismissal was the trade union activities. Um, but I won't be writing to the judge or anything. I, I, um, you know, I do feel quite strongly about these things, but not that strongly. But yeah, so... You know, Often claimants bring automatic unfair dismissal claims, for example, they were dismissed because of protected disclosure, raising health and safety concerns, or as was the case here, being involved in trade union activities. Um, often there will be a, another operating factor on the employer's mind, as there was here, um, which is the, uh, the, the urinating. But in, in circumstances where the tribunal found that, well, the operating reason on the employer's mind was in part uh, urinating in a public place, they found that other people had not been dismissed for that situation and they thought, thought, well, actually, what was the real reason then? And the real reason was essentially that this had been seized on as an opportunity to dismiss him in circumstances where the manager was looking to, to do so anyway. So I think it, it, it'll often be quite hard for employees and claimants to succeed in, in those, those claims because of that evidential difficulty of proving what was in the, uh, the employer's mind. But um, you know, where there are other situations that are similar and people haven't been dismissed then the tribunal is going to really sort of delve into background and the facts and and, and will closely examine whether there is an ulterior motive and, and and as they did here potentially find that um that it was an automatically unfair reason i think the other thing that that makes this case interesting is that pretty much within two weeks of it being reported in the press an outraged member of the public then caught two people from uh, john lewis um, having a wee, it looks it looks from the picture like in the middle of a country lane, and it it does seem that certainly from the post that I I put on um, social media that the majority of people uh, had sympathy with the drivers, especially during this pandemic where toilets are closed, and um, I'd be interested to see me taking all the facts of the of the case into account whether John Lewis do anything at all, and I think I mean, well, there could be disability issues as well. For people, so you know that that passerby in those circumstances has obviously been outraged and judgmental about the situation. But you don't know individual circumstances, do you? No, and absolutely. She didn't even mention, which I find surprising, whether she saw any coconuts. And um, you know, uh, I mean, the 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 fact that that wasn't mentioned is particularly notable. I think we can read a lot into the fact that there were no coconuts mentioned. So, in conclusion, is our recommendation that 
all employers of people who walk up and down the street. Is it, is it our advice that um, employers of such people who don't have access to toilets are given firm branded coconuts or something? Or, or Yeah, well, that would be my advice. Provide coconuts to your employees in all situations for all uses. They are very versatile. Okay. Have we finished? Yeah. I believe so, yeah. We'll see you next week, ladies and gentlemen. Or let's be honest, lady and gentleman. All right. Thank you, everyone. Thanks, Dave. Thanks, Sam. Thanks. Cheers. Bye. Bye.